welcome to the Boulder Bassoon Quartet Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Michael. <laughs> um, I'm still Kent. I'm Ethan. And very recently, it was April 15th, which goes down in infamy every year for being tax day. And one of the interesting things about the tax situation uh, is that nonprofit organizations have to file what's called a 990, and it's public information, and that form details how much money they make and what they spend it on and all that kind of stuff. It can be a very unique and interesting way of looking at the orchestra world because you can start to look at it in terms of numbers and dollars instead of music and art. <laughs> so I was thinking, let's have a very gossipy style podcast <laughs> <laughs> and look through some of the, uh, the numbers and figures for some of the most famous orchestras in the country. Now, when you guys, you know, when they list the top 10 orchestras in the country, they do that based on budget, based on how much the musicians make, because, you know, whatever orchestra spends the most on the musicians is going to get the best musicians playing in that orchestra. So with that in mind, without taking a look at an actual list, what do you think the top 10 orchestras or, you know, organizations that use orchestras would be? I assume that musician salaries is not the only uh, factor that goes into the budget, right? Uh, they have to rent the space or pay the mortgage on rehearsal space, concert space. Yep. Um, and the conductor, that's a big one. Okay. And the executive director. Okay. Um, but I, th I always have had the feeling that the top 10 business is ranked by how much the average musician makes. I might be wrong about that. Maybe it's overall budget. I don't know. It probably works out to be about the same anyway. Okay. Top 10 as far as musician pay goes. Well, Is that what you're asking? Whatever. Well, what are the big groups? There's got to be Cleveland in there. Vote for the Met. The Met. Cleveland is the first thing that comes out of your mouth? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say New York <laughs> Phil, LA Phil. I, I'm totally, yeah, sticking with Cleveland. <laughs> I, isn't it the Cleveland Orchestra musicians that struck because their average pay was like a hundred thousand, just a hundred thousand or something? Huh. Yeah. Uh, they a couple of years ago they went on a strike, and it was because they were facing some budget cuts to the artistic side of things mm -hmm. that would have uh, dropped Cleveland out of the top ten. Um, and it was a very interesting way of of looking at it because the musicians said. In order for us to be a top 10 orchestra, we need to be paid, you know, appropriately for our extreme high level of musical expertise. And then the administration side of it said, like, yes, however, keep in mind, you are in Cleveland. Right. Mm -hmm. So making, you know, 60 grand a year would be pretty good for this particular city. Um, and you guys are complaining about being reduced down to like 130 a year, you know. Yeah. And the administration had taken a pay cut already. You know, they both had very valid points, and they sure. were, somehow they uh, resolved it all. Do you know how that ended up? No. <clears throat> well, that's why I picked New York and L.A., because the living costs are so yeah. high, you have to make yeah. a lot of money. San Francisco, then? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you always hear pay in New York, just called, like, New York pay. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just supposed to accept that as a separate <laughs> unit that has to be translated to real American dollars at some point. Right. As if it were in yen or something. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we got the New York Phil, LA, LA, Cleveland, San Francisco. Can we count the opera orchestras in each of these places? Like, can I count New York Phil and the Metropolitan Opera? 
I those think, two different things? Again, it depends how you look at it. I bet you the overall budget for the Met is bigger than it would be right. because they have all the superstar singers to deal with and sets and the sets and the rental of that fancy place. Yep. And likewise for the San Francisco Opera. I know Dallas is usually on the list. Is it really? I think Boston. Philly, perhaps. Basically, all the major orchestras, I mean the major cities, Chicago. Um, Let's take a look at the 990 for the Cleveland Symphony, which, by the way, is actually, its actual name is the Musical Arts Association, doing business as the Cleveland Orchestra. Their 990, which covers through the fiscal year ending June 30th, 2013, so this is a couple years old, um, lists revenue of, who wants to guess? How much do you think the overall revenue of the Cleveland Symphony is? I don't even know where to start, yeah, something like I, that. I don't even have a point of reference. So. Um, <clears throat> they say ticket prices cover what? Oh, like less, less than, than a third. Ha- less than a third of like player salaries or total budget? Total budget. Okay. As a reference point, the Boulder Phil, which has what, like six concerts a year, has an operating budget of about just less than a million dollars. Okay. Oh my. Six wow. concerts a year? Is that what right. you said? Okay. I think that's about what they do. So I mean I'll I'll throw a shot in the dark. How about hundred and fifty million? hundred and fifty million for the Cleveland. For the Cleveland Orchestra? Oh, oh no, let's back it up. How about seventy million? Mm, I was gonna go more than hundred and fifty, I was gonna say two hundred. It's like the price is right. One one dollar. <laughs> one dollar. <laughs> I don't know. Two hundred million? Seventy million is very, very close. Current year listed is sixty-five million. And expenses one dollar wins. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Congratulations, Kent, you won the Cleveland. You won the Cleveland Orchestra. <laughs> they list expenses at being total of 50 million so they've had a, a profit this current year of about 14 and a half million dollars which is very very nice and kind of rare uh, let's see if we can skip down to how much people get paid so uh, the executive director how much do you think an executive director a guy who has to manage 65 million dollar budget uh, makes two million a year two million I was gonna say like I was gonna say like two hundred thousand. <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm the executive director of a nonprofit organization in the musical arts, and you know the mansion I live in. So okay, okay, three, three and a half million. <laughs> Mike, um, one hundred sixty-seven thousand five hundred dollars. The executive director of the Cleveland Symphony in 2013 made about $450,000, plus benefits of about $140,000 or something along those lines. That sounds pretty... I bet you that goes pretty far. In Cleveland. Cleveland cost of living's... <clears throat> does zero. anybody know? Okay. Zero. They pay you to live there? I don't know. It's not <laughs> zero. Some other people listed on here include the chief financial officer, an assistant secretary, and several musicians, but it doesn't say what they play... You would think the concertmaster would usually be up there? Probably. Let's see. The highest paid musician. This guy is probably the concertmaster. How much do you think this guy, who may or may not be the concertmaster, makes <laughs> at the Cleveland Symphony? This is all so vague and yeah. hypothetical. 
The highest paid musician listed on here. 110,000. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be over 100,000, but less than 150. So, <laughs> you know, somewhere well, in there. If you were talking earlier about the the average pay for the orchestra being more than 100,000, then I would think the highest paid orchestra member would be paid uh, 175. So this, you know, I don't know this name at all. It might actually be the conductor. Hmm. So the, the, it's just, it says musician and the salary listed is $478,000. Oh my, wow. That's more than the executive director. Huh. huh. I'm cool with that. You're not. Now, when you figure in the extra pay, which doesn't detail what that is, it could be benefits, it could be something else, the executive director comes out on top significantly. But it's just based on salary, this, this guy makes about $25,000 more. The next highest paid musician on this sheet, there are four of them who have about the same salary listed. How much do you think that would be? Second, second banana. <laughs> would the second banana be the <clears throat> principal strings or the principal winds? I would guess it's either, again, I don't recognize the names. I would guess it's either principal horn, principal oboe, maybe principal cello. Those tend to be the highest paid, I think. So the, the concert master makes about $478,000. So the other principal wins are going to be making two fifty. The next highest paid people, who there are four of them, each make about two hundred and fifty grand. Yes. Oh, I finally got nice. one right. Bullseye, guys. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. There's a quick look at the Cleveland Symphony. This episode of the Boulder Bassoon Quartet podcast is brought to you by Forrest's Music and Barton Kane. At Forrest's Music, you can find every item, every accessory, every kind of instrument that any double reed player could ever need. Forrest'sMusic.com One of the other most prestigious organizations in the country is the Metropolitan Opera. And if we look at their 990 from uh, their Fiscal season that ended July 31st, 2012, uh, we see an operating budget. So Cleveland Symphony had an operating budget of about, what was it, $65 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the Metropolitan Opera has? I would say four times that. What is four times that? <laughs> <laughs> um, 240 to $260 million or something like that. Because mm. you're talking about the... Soloists. The singers, the sets, all that extra expenses. Yeah. Maybe that's not four times worth, but... Does the Met have as many performances as the Cleveland Orchestra? Or are they more know. staggered? I think the Met keeps pretty busy. The My understanding of uh, being in the orchestra is that it's really well-paying because it's super demanding and that you'll be rehearsing one opera one week and that same week playing a different opera. Uh, so that you're always working on two gargantuan works, and it's it's brutal. They basically, I think, they basically have two orchestras so that they can rotate without burning everybody out. I I'm not entirely sure about all that kind of stuff. Well, their operating budget for the current year, which again was 2012, was 289 thousand or 289 million dollars. Wow. The year before that was $362 million. Wow. Wow. They had to cut back a bit. I remember at one point looking at 
some of this stuff, and I found that the conductor of the Met, who also is the conductor of the Boston Symphony, uh, was making $1.5 million at both of those organizations. Each? Wow. Yeah, each. Wow. General manager of the Met is making $1.3 million plus... He has other reportable compensation of fifty-five grand plus retirement stuff of sixty-two grand plus non-taxable benefits of thirty-two grand, total of one point four million. By the way, this is also a good time to point out that the stage crew guys—they're kind of a mafia. Huh. They might actually be real mafia. I don't know. <laughs> stage crew guy makes like three hundred and whatever thousand dollars a year. Like it's a really high-paying gig. And now the world knows, because no. everybody's <laughs> listening to our podcast. We're going to have to put Brian in witness protection. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so there's the Mets. A couple of other ones I have to choose from include the New York Phil, Chicago, Nashville. I thought you would like that one, Mike. Happy yeah, Nashville to know is, that. It's just random, okay. The Boulder Phil, the LA Phil. I guess that's it. You want to see Nashville? Let's go Nashville. If you haven't been keeping up religiously with our podcasts... I grew up in Tennessee, um, maybe about 75 miles away from Nashville, uh, and is, it is... Is Nashville like the city of Tennessee? Yes. Nashville is the capital of the state. Uh, it's right in the middle of the state. Um, Memphis would be yeah. actually probably a larger city, I think. Uh, it's on the Mississippi River in the west of the state. So what would you guess is the... Total revenue for the Nashville Symphony. Well, if Cleveland was, what did you say, $65 million for Cleveland? $65 million for Cleveland. For Nashville, I would guess like 35 to $40 million? $10 million. Ethan? <laughs> $5 million. <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> um, looking at 2013, their total revenue for that year was $21 million. Oh, nice guess. Mm. Mm. But... Their expenses were $34 million. Uh-oh. In the previous year, they brought in $21 million and their expenses were $33 million. So both years, they lost between 11 and $13 million. Or I should say they had a deficit. Now, a lot of these orchestras have a big, fat... Um, like an endowment? Endowment in place. Um, and so losing $21 million, they say, oh, well, that's a shame. And then they just kind of keep going, which totally baffles my mind. My understanding of an endowment is that you raise a lot of money and you put it in a very safe investment. And each year, it generates a certain amount of money and you can use that money however you see fit, which could be to pay for the musicians, it could be to pay for the hall, it could be to stay in the endowment and save it for a very rainy day. The music director of the Nashville Symphony was making about $469,000. Concertmaster was making about $174 million. Um, general manager, 170. Wait, did I say million? You did. Concertmaster's man. He's doing really good. Yeah. <laughs> He's why they're going down the toilet. That guy's making more than <laughs> CC Sabathia. So 174,000 for him. General manager, 170, and so on. There was one more that I wanted to look at because it relates to us more directly. Let's take a look at the LA Phil. One of the nation's leading orchestras. This is their return for their fiscal year that ended in 2012. An operating budget, or I should say, total revenue of 114 million, and uh, total expenses of 108, 
So both years they came out on top. These guys over the past, I don't know, 10, yeah, about 10 years, I think, have been very impressive. They opened up the very, very sexy-looking Walt Disney Concert Hall in L.A., which was designed by Frank Gehry. They brought in Gustavo Dudamel as their conductor, who was a product of the El Sistema Mm -hmm. program in Venezuela. And uh, they've been making lots of waves as a result. So their executive director, who is overseeing all this and making all that happen, uh, appears to be well compensated, making $1.6 million plus a nice benefit package. That's more than the music director at New York, at the Met. Right? Did you say the the guy's 1.5? Well, the general manager, not Mm -hmm. the music director. Excuse me. So she's making 1.7. How much do you think the music conductor makes? And again, he's a younger guy, never really held a, a big position like that. So coming in, he didn't have the experience that he could use to negotiate. But he's kind of a rock star a little bit. He's totally a rock star. A million? I was going to guess 800,000. I was pretty much in between those. I was going 900,000. Well, he's getting 1.4 million. Hmm. Wow. Not bad. Rock and roll. Um, Way to play the system. The concert master, 435. And I was surprised to see this. A bassoonist is on the list. Huh. Hey, yo. This is a bassoonist mm-hmm. who used to play with the Mets and won the audition not too long ago with the L.A. Phil. So how much do you think he's making? He's on the list of the top ten. Well, I think that's how this works. He's on this list Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means, we, we can figure it um, out. 140000 $30. <laughs> $180,000. $302,000 wow. to play the bassoon. You can make a living on the bassoon. So it's very much like, you know, the analogy is often professional sports. If you make it into professional sports, you're going to do well. But it's very selective, and the chances of getting into that higher echelon are pretty tough. Okay, so that's a brief look at uh, the numbers and dollars involved with orchestras, some of the big orchestras, obviously. Again, all that information is public. It's easy to look it up on the Internet, and it's very interesting, I find. For our next episode of the Bullet Bassoon Quartet podcast, uh, we're going to have a deep, meaningful, philosophical discussion about maybe what those numbers might mean. Perception of value. Oh. (laughs) That's that's the one. (laughs) So, stay tuned for all of that fun. Mm -hmm.